how do we get listeners to care about listening to podcasts? And Spreaker announced some new show distribution that's coming to Spreaker Podcast via a deal that was inked with Arable APIs. PodCon 2 is coming January 19th and 20th in Seattle. We'll talk about that. And Spreaker has a WordPress shortcode audio player plugin that we wanted to share with you and uh, listener comments and questions. Well, welcome to Spreaker Live Show. This is episode 175 for January 9th. 2019. It's amazing. We're in a whole new year. This is the first uh, episode of the new year for the Speaker Live Show, and uh, we're back. We did take a couple weeks off, and uh, we had vacations and travel and all sorts of stuff, but uh, my name is Rob Greenlee, and I'm the VP of Podcaster Relations for VoxNest that operates Spreaker. And this is the official podcast of the Spreaker platform. And thanks for downloading us and or just clicking play out there on our website or in our app or uh, in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, all the places where this podcast is available. I'm joined again by my co-host, Mr. Alex Exum, who's the host of Live Talk and the Exum Experience, but he's he's mostly Live Talk these days on Spreaker. And um, how are you doing, Alex? Yeah, when the show actually works, I had is- I've been having issues with the live stream. When you do two hours of radio, it uh, technical difficulties and gremlins pop up everywhere. So <laughs> we- hopefully we won't have that problem because I, I only have Skype running, right, um, and a web browser. I don't have uh, Spreaker Studio and, and you know, I'm trying to take calls with Skype and Skype updating and Windows updating. So I think we're much better than I was last night. So, yeah, thanks for the plug of live talk. But last night was an absolute disaster, if anybody listens. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, the honest truth is, is that that stuff does happen. It happens to the best of us. It I, does. Know I had a problem with the last uh, show that I did of the new media show with Todd Cochran. Oh, yeah. Because I had plugged in this this new cloud lifter, which um, adds gain to my Shure SM7B microphone. And for some reason, it turned me into a whole different person. So I, I kind of, I kind of renamed my, uh, my co-hosting um, kind of presence on the new media show as uh, Steve, because <laughs> I completely. Oh, the voice sounded, was that different. Yeah, it was really? completely different. Yeah, so yeah, it's actually in the Spreaker Live Show feed because we did it using the Spreaker Studio software. Because Todd, my co-host, is in Las Vegas at the CES, you know, electronics uh, show, and so. <laughs> I started talking to the microphone. And it's just like, uh, what's what's wrong with your voice? Actually, people have teased me on on Twitter that they didn't recognize who I was. So we just renamed myself Steve because it didn't sound like Rob. <laughs> you sound like yourself today. I don't know. I don't notice a, a difference. You asked me that before. Uh, I don't really notice a difference. Yeah, but maybe well, the listeners will because we're on Skype, so it's hard to tell on Skype. I think it was just a configuration issue with the computer. It just, you know, it maybe my audio interface wasn't used to being, you know, powered by this cloud lifter. So I, I, I don't know what the issue was, but uh, it seems to have gone away. You know, c- kind of like a cold would go away, and that's kind of what I sounded like. It's like people are like w- wishing me. Uh, I hope you're feeling better, Rob. <laughs> right. Well, that's I mean, that I don't mind. Like if the if you have a different mic or you're, right. you know, not like I did the Christmas show on my phone, so I know I sounded different and people are like, "Why is, you know, it doesn't sound like he normally does." Yeah. Cuz you're using a different mic, you're remote, but at least the show went on, Rob. I mean, last night I had to cut the show early. I mean, this is what's let me just say this right now. I don't want to get in the weeds here, but 
this is what it is, and I know you know what I'm talking about because you've had this happen, I'm, I'm sure, a million times. It's the most frustrating when you have a guest. So if it was just me, like freaking out and toiling and trying to figure out the tech, that's one thing. But I had a, a political correspondent call in, right? My, my buddy Carlton calls in. He took time out of his busy night right. to call in, and he's getting frustrated. He's like, I can't hear you. What the hell's going on? And I'm like, oh, my God. So I'm pissing him off. I'm getting pissed off, right? It's right. just like that's when I get really infuriated when I have either an interview or a guest or a caller. If it's just me, I can kind of work through it and like try and make it a joke almost like, oh, here we go again. But I just get really aggravated when I like, uh, I, you know, I especially do that to someone who took their time out to, to call in anyway. So that's I'd rather have my voice sound unlike me than like, you know, right. Not, not be able to take calls and the callers can't hear me. I can't do hear the basic them. things, right? The basics. Yeah, right. the mic cuts. Right. I mean, I had everything happen last night. So anyway. Yeah. And that's that's going to happen to any podcaster. And that's one, one of the reasons why, you know, I, I brought it up and I'm talking about it here is because. Um, not every episode goes smoothly, and and it's just part of the the game that we play. We're dealing with software, we're dealing with internet connections, and sometimes things just don't work out. I mean, sometimes your internet connection goes down, or it gets slow, or these things happen. But you but you just can't freak out about it too much. I mean, just kind of learn from it, and you know, take steps next time to make it better, and just kind of move on. You know. It, don't, well, I love it when yeah, yeah. I love it when people start giving you suggestions. Right? Was it your internet? Maybe restart your computer. I'm like, I'm like, I'm live. I can't reboot in the middle of the show. Right? It's like people are giving me well, all these. Could, but the show would be over at that point, yeah, right? The yeah. show's over. The connection drops. Everyone thinks it stopped. And by you know, ten minutes later, when the computer reboots, you get everything fired up again. They think it's over. Right. So anyway, it's a very some very uh, creative suggestions. Yes. And uh, I was ready to just throw my laptop out the window at, at the end. So yeah. Yeah, well, we stream this show live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern from SpreakerLiveShow.com. So you can get us over there uh, really anytime. You know, we've got, like uh, like I've said, uh, 175 episodes. So we've had lots of content talking about podcasting over the last, you know, about three years or so. So that's about how long we've been doing this show. And uh, you can also get the show in the, the Google Podcast experience on Android, as well as in the Amazon Smart Speakers and and we do have our own listening apps uh, on iOS and Android, Speaker Live Show. If you want to get a, get an app for the show and go back through our archives or whatever and make it really convenient for you. And we also want to hear from you, too. So if you want to send your questions or comments, we'd be happy to talk about it on, on the show. And if you want to send us an audio promo for your podcast, you're certainly welcome to do that. And we'd be happy to play that on the show, too. Just send it to rob at Spreaker.com. Just send an MP3 file. Probably make it uh, maybe 15 to 30 seconds max, and and uh, we're happy to, to play it for you. But primarily, I, uh, we just want to hear from you and get uh, you involved in, in the show, and if we can help you, you know, make suggestions to you if you're struggling with something technical or maybe it's just around marketing of your show, just let us know, and we'll be happy to talk about it on the show. So, but Alex, let's, let's kind of move on and talk a little bit about how do we get listeners to care about listening to podcasts, right? What are the kind of the, the psychological angles that you think that listeners clue in on? I mean, so as we think about both of our shows, you know, your, your live talk, and we think about uh, the speaker live show, what do you think are the psychological hooks, Alex, that um, has a person connect with us? 
What's your thoughts on that? I always think it's personality. I, I, I think my entire show is based on personality, like my personality. Mm-hmm. A lot of the podcasts I listen to are based on personalities that I listen to. I'm not necessarily listening to someone because they have some sort of news or information I can't get elsewhere. Right. It's the person that I'm listening to. So, for example, uh, a Ben Shapiro, right? People can get, you know, Ben's kind of opinion anywhere. I mean, they can, you know, he, I don't know, well, is he still writing? He was writing at one point. Mm-hmm. He was a prolific writer and right. I think he was the editor at one point of um, uh, a publication. But at any rate, you're really going there for Ben's opinion and his personality more than, you know, just solid information. I think that's the same thing with like someone like Michael Savage, who's now like launching a new podcast. I think it just launched today. I think if mm. I'm not mistaken, it was like the ninth or the 11th. So Mike, Michael uh, Savage launched a new podcast. He's only doing one hour of radio now and he's, he's all in on pod. It's so funny, Rob. I said, I got, was he creating I, I a separate show for, for, yes, for podcasting yes. from his radio show? Okay. Correct. Yes, sir. And what's funny is I said, I got to tell this to Rob because Rob's really going to laugh. <sighs> he said, I, see, I thought of you because he said, because I'm like, Rob's been in this game forever and he's going to just chuckle. He said, and I love Michael Savage. This is not a slight against him. I think he's the king of radio. But he said, he's like, I'm an innovator and I'm doing something no one's ever done before. And this is a uh, a podcast hybrid. I'm like, a podcast hybrid? He's like, because I'll be doing it, uh, you know, I'll be doing radio. But I'll be doing a podcast as well. Like, he, he was acting like he invented this new medium. Yeah. It's a new fangled <laughs> medium, Alex. Didn't you know? <laughs> like, like, like the fact that he's, it's not a, not, he's not only doing podcasts, he's doing radio. It's like, but Savage, there's people that have radio shows and then they push it out to a podcast. There's people that have podcasts that are being played on rate anyway. So it, it was very funny. Like, I'm like, okay, Savage, you're showing your age. Like, you're just catching up now. But, um, <laughs> But like so, so someone like Savage is going to have a successful podcast because of his personality. People know him, and right. they're going to listen. Well, he uh, has a, a built-in audience that he's built over many years on on his nationally syndicated radio show that he has, right? So, and he's got and a leg also, up on it, right? He's got a he's famous already, but and right. he's you know he's I mean he's got he's still with only an hour of radio uh, a day now. He's still on like you know three, four, I don't know how many hundred stations. Right. Um, but I just, I thought about this too, because I saw this from iHeartRadio, Rob, Ron Burgundy, right? The Will Ferrell, Ferrell character from the Anchorman. Yeah. Ron Burgundy now has a podcast. Yeah, right. So that is basically, it, it's a, it's the personality of Ron Burgundy. It's a character, of course. Right. But I, I think that's part of the thing that a lot of podcasters are missing. Like they just want to do an interview show and like interview entrepreneurs and stuff like that. And there's a thousand... But they don't have any personality. It's very dry. If they do a like, so you could do a business podcast and make it really funny and entertaining. It doesn't have to just be like a boring. You could you, you could be talking about crocheting. I don't care what it is. If you have somebody who's like funny and, and passionate about it, you want to listen, right? There's yeah. there's plenty of people who do podcasts that have amazing success, and it's just like one or two people. Diamond and Silk comes to mind. They're just they're all personality. They're all yeah. personality. And then you have other people who are doing something like hers, like you have two pundits like trying to like do the pro, you know the conservative uh, values type show like they're doing, and it just falls flat because yeah. they don't have the personality behind it. So I think, and I'm, this is a long way around it, Rob. That's still like a number one with me. Like you've, if you don't have a personality, you, you better go find one first and then turn the microphone on because it's going to be boring as hell. Let's define a little bit what personality is. I mean. I think we all think we understand what that means, but maybe in the context of this medium, I'm not quite sure. I think it's 
It's a, a combination of your personal brand, your reputation, your knowledge, and your ability to to verbalize combinations of words and stories give your audience a feeling that um, there's a connection there and that there's an entertainment value or some sort of informational value in that relationship between you, the host, and the listening audience, right? What is that value exchange, whether it's entertainment, whether it's just quirky conversation, uh, whether, you know, does this host make you laugh? Does your, does this host make you think, does this host make you get emotional? Right. And I think that's what you're tapping into here. Right. So when you say personality, Alex, does that kind of encapsulate what, what you're thinking when you say personality? Yeah. I mean, I think it's all the components of your, you know, your character and, you know, I, I don't know. So I'd like I'd have to like look up the word personality to really give you a definition. But what I mean in like this podcasting sense, you have to one thing I think you have to be able to do is not care too much. I, I hear too many people who like when they're doing their show, they they apologize for things they're saying before they even say it. And they're you know <laughs> what I mean? And it's just, you're going to be upset when I say this, but, you know, I'm going to say and that's anyway. a big letdown. You right. know what I mean? Oh, you're going to be infuriated by this article I tell you about. And then if, if you're not, it's like a letdown. You know, I was doing the show last night and I was going to talk about Trump's speech, right? And yeah. then the speech was a nothing burger. It was just a wet fart. Nothing happened. <laughs> and then what was more interesting was Pelosi and uh, Chucky Boy get up there and do this like morbid like, you know, rebuttal. The whole thing was weird. Trump's was weird. They were weird. And I was like, oh, man, this just blew my show prep, right? <laughs> like, I didn't really the, – the show was a disaster anyway. So I guess the speeches were a disaster. My show ended up, you know, falling apart at the seams. I went to a different direction and I started talking about some others. I don't want to talk about it. This is a family show, but a, a terrible story about a, a like a convalescent home or something happened to a woman. The point being, I went into a, a tad bit of a rage and I threw my pen. Now, because we're talking about personality, I'm just bringing this up. That is something my listeners have told me that I do is I throw my pen. I don't do it on this show. Well, maybe I have done it on this show. I'm sure I have. But have I, Rob? You're laughing because I probably yeah, well. Have. I think you've uh, pounded on the on, on your desk a few times. I think you've done a, a lot of nonverbal communications that has, <laughs> you know, put a fine point to your point, right? <laughs> Rob, you're, you're such a nice guy. That's such a you're always such a gentleman. Nonverbal communication. Nonverbal communication. Uh, well, I. I guess it's sound, it's impact, it's uh, it's powerful, yeah. oh. but it's but it doesn't come out of your mouth. It comes out of your right. phys- physiology. Oh, no, I love it. I love it. Right? Yeah, I would have said flailing around like a little girl, my arms flailing That's around right. and screaming. Yeah. Well, that probably Steam does coming it out of my. <laughs> Right. But um, anyway, uh, that's so funny. So, but just certain things like that, like people now know that's like kind of a – somebody said in the chat, this is what I was getting at, that Alex could probably uh, market a pen, like a throwing <laughs> pen. And that could be – you know, he could sell them or something, like maybe some pen company. Like, oh, this right. is the only pen I throw, whatever. So, And that's been a joke before. But so it's certain th- – and here I go hitting my desk because you mentioned yeah, it. Right. But yeah, right. Things like – and that's, that was my subconscious. But things like that I think can um, endear you to listeners. Sometimes it's something quirky that you don't even know you're doing like that. Like when I was throwing my pen, I didn't, it was kind of like I didn't realize I was doing it or pounding the, the desk like you said. And I think that endears people to you. So, and sometimes it could be something that, that um, they, they maybe don't like but they tune in for it. So sometimes I blow up and people say, wow, I've heard people say, oh, he's too bombastic. I can't handle it. You know, I don't like it when he's yelling. 
but I mean, some people like it. Listen, some people though. don't, right? Some people and, don't. Yeah, right, some right. people. Don't. I mean, it goes both both ways. Both. Ends We've heard that on this show. Yeah, people have commented to, to you like, "Oh, this guy Alex. Oh, Jesus, I like Rob. Crazy man. Fun, you know? I can't. Yeah, well, I, I just, just can't yeah. listen to him. All right, he's too loud. He yells. He's shouty, ranty, something like that. Yeah. Um, which I agree. Yes, I, unapologetically. <laughs> <laughs> unapologetic that's what you get that's my show right that's my show yeah and that's what they and that's what people know that they're getting when they come to me now look when they come to the speaker live show it's a little bit different i mean i get like that on this show but not i i, I try to keep it to a minimum you know what i mean rob because i know that this is a different type of show it's just right. the vibe you know right. you gotta you gotta bounce off the other host but when i'm by myself and I have callers call in. I've had some callers call in who, who are heated too, and it, it All can change off the, uh, that when that happens. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. But Rob, so wait, but so what do you like? Because I never really thought about it till you asked. What do you think? Like, what do you think personality is? Like, what? I, that's a. It's a well, hard I think question. it's all those things kinda... that I I I I listed before, but you know, I think about my personality, and I think I I connect with a certain type of listener. And I believe that you connect with a certain type of listener. And I think between the two of us, um, I, I hear more and more. And this this really is a falls out from you know our time together and and how many shows we've done together and and kind of like our what's termed in this uh, chemistry right that happens between right. co-hosts and that that is developed over time. You know, I can almost anticipate what you're going to say sometimes before I say it. And right. that's the kind of relationship that I have with Todd Cochran with my other show, too. And what it does is it creates almost like a friendship type of experience for the listener. And and that is something that people like. And But certain people like certain types of personalities and certain people like other types of personalities. So I think that what we do on this show is, is an example for others as well. Uh, I think we offer a spectrum, right? And I think that that spectrum connects with different types of people. Um, and I'm a fairly calm personality. I'm not a bombastic personality, typically. Uh, that's worked well for me, uh, you know, with the audio that I've done over the years, uh, you, know, um, you know, with my radio show and things like that. But I also added personalities to my show, like yourself, right? Because I don't have those personalities. Like my radio show, I had... A, usually I had a very, uh, like a, one of my co-hosts would be always a fairly bombastic personality, right? Was, you know, a flamethrower, was, you know, was funny or <laughs> had like quirky things to say um, that were that funny. And sometimes it, it offended people and sometimes it uh, was just funny, right? So, uh, you know, those are the kind of emotions that you want to inspire in your audience is you want that spectrum. I think what, what you want. And and what a real radio talent is, is somebody that can pull the heartstrings at the full spectrum. And I think that's what maybe a Michael Savage is capable of doing, is that he can hold an audience, hold a very diverse audience because of his abilities to go both ends of the spectrum, right? He can be bombastic, yeah. he, can be, he can be informative, and it can be entertaining, right? So if you have that ability like a like a Howard Stern has or those type of big time radio personalities that can go the whole spectrum and that can attract everyone based on um, everybody's diverse interests. And I think that's where those guys make their big bucks because that's, those are rare personalities that are capable of doing that. 
you know, thinking about you and I and and you and uh, Todd, the, I don't, Todd's not nearly, I think, is uh, maybe like you say, wild man or crazy, but he is. He can be edgy too, right? So he's Todd yes. can be. He's got a he's got a sharp tongue and a sharp wit. Like you know, and you guys you guys can be very witty together. But um, I was just thinking, if you did like, so in other words, you're kind of like the calm guy on both shows, right? You're, right. you're like the, the the pillar of like. Like well, let's let's be diplomatic stability. about this. I'm, I'm stability, the of that's stability the and and sanity, right? That's how people yes. come up and tell me. It's like, well, you're the voice of reason, Rob, and Todd but, is and like I a think, crazy man. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, he is, and oh, but I can imagine what they say about me. But here, <laughs> but here's my point. Here's my point. If you did the the Todd version or the the if you were the on the other end of the spectrum, right? Right. I don't know if it would, the only reason I say I don't know if it would work. Rob, you're a big guy. I think it would scare the living crap out of people <laughs> if you started well, screaming and throwing things around. Rob, people, but I'm always people, sitting people down. Who don't, yeah, right. No, but people who don't know Rob because people haven't met you in person. You're like just a big guy. Not when I say big, tall. He's not like a heavy set guy. He's right, a tall, no. slender, good looking, tall man. Basketball, right. athletic body, right? Yeah. So. But you, <laughs> maybe because you're, uh, I hate to say this, and you're gonna you're gonna smirk like like I haven't heard that one before. Because I guess you're like a gentle giant, and in your your whole life, you probably had people intimidated by your size. So your personality, you kind of maybe you have a softer edge because you don't want to scare the living crap out of people. Right. <laughs> I don't know where it comes from. Actually, I have no idea where it, where it comes from. I guess it, it it probably comes from the fact that. For most of my life, I was I was kind of an introvert. I wasn't really I didn't okay. talk much, so it was okay. one of those things. Growing up, I was I was not somebody that felt comfortable talking, so it was really kind of it was really kind of odd that I got into being a podcaster. Well, no, that it's not no right. not to me not to me right. because yeah. that is your outlet. I so one of the most talented actresses I worked with in community theater was right. so painfully shy she never spoke rob i mean yeah. Yeah. ever I, I lit i mean i don't know if you were that bad but she wouldn't speak she would be around for and you'd have to coax her and like try and get it out of her then she'd get on stage she, she you, you couldn't keep the spotlight off her she right. just loved it yeah. she was great on stage but as soon as she got off stage she was very inter i, I mean painfully shy she could she couldn't even look people in the eye yeah. So anyway, incredibly talented actress. But that fits for me because a lot of actors can be very introverted until they're doing their art, until they're doing yeah. their thing. And they're just like, holy smokes, you know? So maybe that's why you got into – Well, I don't know. Um, I mean I also had a lot of struggles with uh, getting up and presenting in front of large audiences too. And You I do mean, it now. You in, do it all the time. In person for many, many years, it, it's just really, it was almost like blunt force trauma is what it was for me. Cause it was like, I just kept putting myself in those situations over and over and over again. And eventually mm. I just didn't give a shit anymore to, to be quite Why? honest about it. Right. It was almost Why? like, you know, um, it caused me to have a lot of, um, inauthentic moments is what, what, what I would say up on stage. Uh, because I would be so scared, right? Um, and, but mm. o over time, you just say, "I, you know, I'm just going to be who I am. I don't really care." Um, and that basically opened the spectrum for me. And it, and I believe it's the case with a lot of um, podcasters, new podcasters coming into it too. I think a lot of them have to go through this as well. 
uh, where they have to feel comfortable speaking in front of other people. It's quite different um, doing like what we're doing right now. We're, you know, we're both in our offices. We're both speaking into a microphone. There's no one else here. So it's not like I'm speaking to a person or a live audience. It's quite different talking to a live audience than it is talking into a microphone. So those are both skills that I, I had to learn. And I'm, I'm sure you went through the same thing, Alex. I'm, I'm sure it was just maybe a little easier for you. Yeah. And by the way, thank you for calling it um, an office. Uh, it's actually a one-room flop house on the east side of the city. But, no, you're, I, I'm in you're a bedroom right. too, so I'm in a bedroom. So, yeah. <laughs> you're, but you're right. Um, <laughs> no, that's no. I, I thank you. Thanks for calling it an office. Um, yeah. I, you know, I just think that when it when it comes to your personality, you and I work well together, like on this show. Because if it was two of us, I don't think. I don't think it would work. And if it was two, you know, if it was two, when I say two of us, two of me, right, it would be, I don't know, too shouty and too rant. You have to have a balance, right? Yeah. And maybe if it was just you, maybe it would be too calm. So it's like you have to have that kind of roller coaster ride that you want to get that. Ex- it's an experience, man. That's why, you know, I call my show the XM experience. Like I originally was like, yeah, it's an experience. You know what I mean? You want somebody, you want people to have a reaction. Um, to your show. And I think you have to have a personality, Rob. Here's the problem with a lot of the newscasters I, I listen to nowadays. They don't have any personality. They, yeah. they just they don't have any personality. Well, they're, I'll be honest with you. Trump, Trump didn't have a lot of personality last night with his uh, little it was horrible little presentation, did he? And actually, he's horrible. He's made fun of that on stage of this live stage talking about how, how he didn't want to be that that robot like president, right? <laughs> right. No, it was horrible. And I think it's yeah. because he, he was reading from a teleprompter. It's like when he's shooting from the hip, it's way more entertaining and engaging. Oh, like definitely. you could listen to him for an hour, but like, that was like, what? The, it was oh painful. my God. It was painful. <laughs> and then, and then I've never seen, I, I know we're getting into politics here, but I never seen, and you tell me if you have, I've never seen like a rebuttal like that. Like the president comes out with a statement and you have the speaker, <laughs> Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer come out and like rebut it. It was weird. Like the whole scene was weird. Well, they, about it. they do the same thing with the State of the Union um, address where the the president does his presentation and then after the State of the Union, have the, the, the other side gives their presentation. So, But this wasn't State of the Union. This was no, just like, not. right? This was, it, was it was weird. it was handled the same way. The whole thing was handled yeah. the same way. To kind of bring it back to kind of, you know, as far as being engaging and stuff, and that's the reason I, I, I kind of raised that. Because I, I think last night was a really interesting example uh, using Donald Trump as, as an example of one end of the spectrum being engaging and and kind of entertaining um you know leaving the partisan politics aside just his on stage live performance in front of you know his crowds he is he is entertaining right um and then and then what we saw last night is the other end of the spectrum and i think that's that's what's interesting about you know comparing that to what we're talking about here and i think um you know i know uh, you know Valerie Geller right you know she's always oh. Said this, you know, never be boring kind of, kind of thing, and always be interesting, and all this kind of stuff. And and it's, and let's be honest, Alex. I mean, it, it's hard to manufacture that stuff, right? I think in some ways you either have it or you don't have it. I think, but it yeah, I, I can mean, be sharpened o- over time. It can be improved, but I don't know. I think you either have it or you don't. 
Yes. No, I agree. I, I absolutely agree. Um, there are some tricks and things that you can do to, you know, improve and get better. And yeah. that is, a, you mentioned Valerie, her book is like the Bible for anyone who wants to get in, not just uh, radio, because it's most people right. think radio, but podcasting. She has a whole section. Um, it's been updated for podcasting, right? It, it's yep. uh, beyond powerful radio, I think is like the yeah. updated version. But at yeah, any rate, she's actually right? been on this show before. I've had her on the speaker live. So if you go back through the archives, just look for Valerie Geller. Have you? I got to go yeah. back and listen. I because I wasn't on the show that I, you should. If you could, you should get her back on. She is a great uh, speaker. I mean, I've seen all of her YouTube videos and everything. I've read her book a thousand times. Anytime yeah. I take a flight, I have her uh, her book. I don't know if I told you, Rob. I accosted her at Podcast Movement. <laughs> she was walking through Podcast Movement with a friend. I said, yeah. <laughs> dropped everything, ran over to her. And her friend was laughing at me. She thought it was so funny and got a picture with her on the red. Remember they had the iHeartRadio red carpet, Rob, at yeah. uh, Podcast Movement LA? Not yep. Yeah. So um, anyway, I got a picture with her and everything. I put that out on Twitter. That's, I think that's on my website at, at my store because uh, I was so excited to meet her. She's super nice and, uh, of course, had, right, Rob, had a book handily in her bag. And she said, Oh, well, here, hold up the book. <laughs> right. So we take the picture holding up the book. She's a great promoter. That is, that is a woman who knows how to promote. Yeah. But, um, she, she was great. She was very nice. And I mean, you should have her on again, maybe do another interview with her. I'd love to hear it or even be on that call. Right. But anyway, right. she's, she's fantastic. I just recommend that book to anyone because most people I've talked about this before, Rob, most people get into podcasting, haven't read one book haven't read one book on podcasting or radio or anything. They haven't taken one seminar. They haven't taken one class. Maybe they listen to this podcast, hopefully, or another podcast on how to podcast. But you know what I mean, Rob. Like yeah. People want to just start making hundreds of thousands of dollars in podcasting. They don't want to spend a dime on getting better or learning the business, learning anything. <laughs> they just yeah. go, oh, yeah, I'm going to turn a mic on and, and be a podcast on fire, Rob. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. Well you, well, you should have to pay for that, right? To become a podcaster that's on fire. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. You got you to gotta cook the books and cook the numbers and you right, know, right. play the game. Play the game. But, you know, kind of a corollary to this topic. I think the topic that I raised here was how do we get listeners to care about listening to podcasts? And I think, well, okay, we've identified one key one, uh, personality, um, being engaging, uh, having you know an entertaining presentation in your program, you know driving value to your listener. Uh, but the other end of the spectrum, right, is how do we get people to, I say, discover podcasts and and listen to more podcasts? I mean, how do we actually do that, right? I, I think that the industry of podcasting is really struggling with this right now. Um, there's been a lot of talk about, you know, well, we have a discovery problem in podcasting, you know, people can't find my show. Right. Uh, so how does Apple take responsibility for making sure that people find my show? Maybe it's better search. Maybe it's, you know, AI technology that can help better match up interests with listeners or something. You know, I think that there's a lot of, um, finger pointing that goes on around trying to get uh, listeners to listen to my show, right? So if most podcasters, when they talk about this topic, they're talking about, well, I'm not getting enough people listening to my show. So there must be a problem over at Apple, right? 
so my audience isn't growing fast enough, that must be a problem over at Apple, or it must be a problem with Google, or it must be a problem with Stitcher. Um, they need to do better, right? So I guess, you know, from a podcaster personal responsibility standpoint, how do we get more people to listen to our shows? And that's, I believe in 2019, that's going to be the signature issue that this industry is going to face because there's a lot of uh, people projecting huge revenue numbers for this medium, you know, a billion dollars or whatever in ad, in ad revenue or whatever. Um, I just don't think that we're, that we're there. I just don't think that we have enough people listening to this medium to justify that kind of ad revenue. And, and I think that's, that's the challenge and podcasters are constantly screaming at me. How do I grow my show? How do I grow my show? How do I grow my audience? How do I connect with more people? I think the, the first conversation that we had, Alex was around, you know, how to create a show that's interesting, right? To listeners, but how do we let those listeners know? Do you have any thoughts about that, Alex? I mean, is it just getting out there? Is it inspiring word of mouth uh, sharing? Are you asking your listeners to spread the word and create like a little bit of a virus around your your show? What's your thought? Well, I think I think I've said uh, on previous shows that if you when you say that I want more listeners, right? You have to figure out what what is that? Right? Is that fifty? Would you be happy with 50 or do you want 1,000 or do you want 100,000? Because that's yeah, what they when are you going to be more. happy, right? When are you going to be happy right. with It's just results. more. Right. That's all they ever say. I want more listeners. More, 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 more. Well, okay, fine. How many? Like they don't even have a goal of how many they want. They don't know. They just want more because they want to make money and they know that they need listeners to make money and get advertising revenue and things like that, right? So yep. here's – and that – so when here's the thing when I – this is what I hear when they say they want more listeners, Rob. They want to figure out how to monetize it. That's the end game 90% of the time, right? They go, well, if I have the listeners, then I'll have advertisers, right? And people come kicking my door in. Yeah, I don't know anyone. Lots of money, right? Yeah. I'll make money because I don't know anyone who's doing it just for listens. I guess if you're doing it just for listens, right? You could pay to, to you know, some of these services to, to, you know, put yourself at the top of the charts. And guess what? You'll get more listens. Just, just for the look. If you take any podcast that's on Spreaker right now and put it on Spreaker.com on the front page, and they, they were getting five, ten listens a podcast. If if it's on the Spreaker.com front page, just for a week, they're going to get like a you know 150, you know, a day listens, right? You know what I'm saying? Just because it's there, right? Just because it's pr- in prime real estate. That's what happened to my show. Uh, the good people at Spreaker. I wasn't even doing the Spreaker live show at the time featured me in one of the feet the layout was a little different they had three featured shows at the very top of the page yeah and, that's what we still do oh is it the same layout okay i because when mostly, i log in i'm always logged in i don't see it yeah okay. it's mostly the um, same layout yeah yeah so i mean so when i was there i got a big boost um i saw uh shelf addiction who listens to the show she was featured i tweeted i'm like hey did you know you're featured right now so i mean i'd be curious to know if she's listening if that gave her a boost in numbers so um Here's the thing, Rob. I know that everyone screams at you, I want numbers. That usually means because they want to monetize and everything. And I always go back to this. You wouldn't start a business and not spend any money. Right. You'd get a business card. You'd set up a website. You'd get find retail space. You, you'd buy product. You'd hire people. You'd get the payroll together. You'd get take care of the taxes. You'd get an LLC. Right. Like There's a ton of stuff you would do. But everyone wants to turn on a mic and – Hey, the money's just going to come flowing in like a faucet, right? You're not famous. Nobody knows who you are. 
Right. You have a microphone and a dream. I wrote an article, the biggest problem podcasters have, where you write as well, uh, Rob, um, for the Podcast Business Journal, where I wrote about this whole thing. Like people want to just step, just wander in here and all of a sudden have thousands of listeners and they haven't done anything to promote it. Podcasters are like musicians. They're great at the art that they want to do, but they're terrible at promoting themselves. I know there's bands out here in Long Beach that are fantastic. You go see them at live venues and stuff. They're great. They don't know how to promote themselves. They don't know what they're doing because they don't have a business sense. They have an artistic sense. So if if some of these people – who ask you about – this is what I've said to people who've hit me up on Facebook and Twitter. When they say, Rob, how do I grow my numbers, right? It's First I'd ask them, well, how many – what's the listen? What's the goal? And then I'd say, what have you done other than turn on a microphone and say, you know, get hosting with an RSS feed? Every podcast has that. Yeah, it's every podcast. Right. Yeah. Right? I mean it's great to get, get some features on some of the platforms like you were talking about. I mean that it all helps. is positive, right? Um, but but at the end of the day, it's it's really the podcaster's responsibility to get the word out about their show. And no, it um, is. Yeah, not everybody is going to be able to get equal support because there's just not enough places on the Apple Podcast Features but, area, the new and noteworthy but, oh, but, but, stuff. So I mean, you right, can't but count me, on that stuff. You can't count. No, on but Rob, I hate to interrupt because you've mentioned this before. People send you said you can submit to be featured on the Spreaker. Uh, you said to be featured on this show where we would play their show, right? Or right. you could be speak, featured on the Spreaker page. They can submit it through the Spreaker website, right? How many people you think have done that, Rob? It's free. How many people you think have done it? Out of I, all the hundreds and hundreds of listeners we have, how many people have done it? One uh, percent? I mean, yeah, I mean it. One percent. It, it trickles in, you know, and we try. Yeah, and, yeah, and I'm not try, trying to try insult our, our right. Okay, feature as many as we can. I mean, we try and feature as many as we can, but we can't. I mean, I mean, obviously we wouldn't be able to feature everybody at the same time. So it's going to be something that that happens over time. Yeah. I guarantee that if a hundred people listened to an episode where you said, Hey, we could feature you, send us an ad or send us a promo. I mean, we've said that on here, send us something. We'll play it on this show. I mean, you know, so people don't even do the simple stuff, Rob. You know what I mean? Like sometimes they don't even do the easy stuff. Like, wow, I could get promotion on Spreaker.com on the front page or I could do – and some of the stuff that we – I mean we talk about tactics week after week after week and I'm telling you, most people will say, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. And they don't do it. I'm guilty of it too, Rob. You know, I'm guilty of it too. There's a ton hey, of stuff. we're all busy. Everybody, uh, yeah. you know, I mean, a Everybody. lot of folks just struggle to get the content out every week. You know, that's, that's the challenge that a lot of podcasters have. That's, that's just the, the, the reality of it. And that's when the work starts. When, as, when, when you turn off the mic, then the work starts and no one wants to do the work anyway. Yeah. And it's not fun. I don't like doing it either. I don't like trying to get, you know, uh, First of all, I have to like sometimes come up with keywords and stuff like that because I'm doing a live show beforehand, right? So there's a lot of stuff I have to do beforehand, sound clips because it's a live show. I can't, you know, edit it later and it's got a interviews and calls coming through. So there's a lot of prep that goes into a live show sometimes that you don't have to do on the back end, which is kind of cool, right? Because once it's done, it's done. But when you're a podcaster and you're doing on demand, there's a whole ton of stuff you have to do on the other end. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got to promote it. You got to put people, a live show. People are there. They're listening live. They're expecting it. Your podcast is just pushed out into the wind. You got to put it on Twitter. You got to put it on Facebook. You got to put it on your Tumblr, whatever you're using, right? You got to set up a mailing list. There's so many little things that people just don't do, Rob. So I, yeah. I know that you hear that every day. I would just throw right back at them. Well, what have you done? 
I, I what do I have show? time to do? I, yeah. I don't I have do, any well, time. no, and I get it. Again, look, I get yeah. it. We all are busy, but sometimes we have to, you know, we got to figure out, we, you got to make time, man. Right. That's right. <laughs> Maybe instead of doing an hour show, do a half hour show and use the other half hour to promote it. Yeah. Well, that, that is certainly one, one solution that could help, you know, and do, and doing a live show is good too. I mean, editing takes time. So if, if you can produce your show without doing a bunch of editing, that's going to free up time for you to be able to market to you, um, more and get out there and get into Facebook groups or get into, um, real world groups, I think, uh, and let people know about your show that you do, you know, especially if it's a specific, you know, kind of affinity group type of, that uh, have common interests. I think going after and getting involved in communities uh, of common interest, I, I think is a terrific way to promote your show. Uh, I think, uh, working with your website, making sure that you're findable in Google, making sure that your website has players, um, right at the top of the fold on the homepage. So people don't have to dig to find your content on your website is important as well. Uh, there's just lots of little things. Actually, I was talking to a, you know, a fairly prominent, um, content creator on the speaker platform just today about how to better display, um, the podcasts that they have, um, on their website, right. To make it, um, more easily accessible. People don't have to dig for it. So just little things, right. Um, all, all add up and make a difference over time. So that's and broken players. Point. I mean, how many, right. yeah. And how many times you clicked on a link and then you go to like the website and the player's broken, like it doesn't play <laughs> like stuff yeah. like that. I've seen yeah. where I'm just like, you don't even have a player that works, bro. I'm not going to listen. Right. <laughs> so anyway, let's, let's move on to the next topic. Um, speaker announced, uh, today that uh, we're going to get some more show distribution. Uh, speaking of trying to build audience uh, via a, a deal that we did with a company called Arable and they mm-hmm. uh, have an API that they share with uh, a bunch of electronic uh, devices. Um, I, I'm assuming these are like Wi-Fi radios and um, devices that you can get for your home that connect to content. Um, that uh, we're going to plug uh, our podcasts into this platform. It's basically can be adopted by any consumer electronics company that wants to build, let's say, a Wi-Fi radio or something like that. Uh, so your show will be available in any device that is enabled with this arable. Uh, it's called TuneIn GMBH uh, from Arable. So if you wanted to go check it out. I think it's at arablenow.com. Uh, if you wanted to read more about it, it's actually in the, the news. So if you want to do a search in Google for arable and that's a I R a B L E, um, and just put Spreaker in there too. You can read the articles, but I'll, I'll post some information in the show notes for, for the show too. This is something that uh, we announced in alignment with the consumer electronics show that's going on down in Las Vegas right now. Uh, so, um, this is hopefully as we look to the future, we, uh, Spreaker as a distribution platform is trying to work with as many companies as we can to build distribution, which is part of trying to solve this, uh, growing of listeners issue that the medium has. Uh, any thoughts on that, Alex? Yeah, I'm not familiar with, uh, the company. I hadn't heard of it until this, but Hey, good news. I mean, I, I like the fact that it would be in like high end, uh, stereos, like, 
Like the one I have, like I have, what do I have? I forget what I have. But like I saw the, like some of the stuff like a Denon, you know, deck or something like that, that you'd have in your home with some nice speakers and a turntable. Like that's pretty darn cool. Yeah. I think it would (laughs) be fairly comparable to what people, you know, would think about like with Sonos or something like that. I think it's a good, good kind of compatible analogy to what this really represents. Um, trying to get it into consumer electronic devices more and more. And this is going to happen also through the, the Amazon's, you know, smart speaker platform and Google, Google's kind of smart speaker type platform as well. Podcasts are going to become more and more accessible. Uh, hopefully it becomes a little bit more uh, natural language voice commands um, coming to those platforms to make them a little easier to use. Uh, I think that's a key key driver of that too but this is all about trying to make this content more accessible and and easier for people to uh, tap into uh, in lots of different ways and lots of different devices so can't hurt right and i also wanted to say podcon 2 is coming up uh, here january 19th through the 20th uh, in seattle up here where i am Uh, this is the second year for podcon if you wanted to read more about it go to podcon.com com that's p o d c o n dot com uh just how it sounds podcon and uh, we did secure some discounted tickets so if you wanted to go let's say you live in portland or seattle area and you listen to the show and you want to go to podcon uh it's coming up uh just in a in a week and a half here uh and just use the promo code discount code uh spreaker to get uh get some dollars off of that uh, entry ticket. So, And and I'm going to be there with uh, four people from Spreaker this year. So some folks flew in from Europe to come in and um, help help me with the booth at the show this year. We're a silver sponsor. So in some ways, we're kind of the title sponsor for the event this year. So it should be an interesting event. It's, it's really kind of a storytelling event uh, there's a lot of live podcasts that are going on at, at this event but it's a conference as well <clears throat> so a lot of young people go to this conference uh, a lot of young storytellers uh, so it's it's really kind of this event is really kind of focused on kind of fictional storytelling uh, from young people in their 20s so th- this should be a really interesting event for for podcasting here coming up um, so if you can attend, that would be fantastic. And Alex, any thoughts on PodCon? Uh, I'd go, but uh, I can't. So <laughs> it sounds yeah, fun. It's just fine. But I'm not going to be able to make it. It's, it's, it sounds like it's a fun event, though. Yeah. So what do you think about younger people getting involved in podcasting and getting involved in storytelling stuff? Yeah, I think it's a young medium. I mean, I, I you know, podcasting is fairly young. So you would think that uh, – the younger, more savvy, tech-savvy generation would be on it a little bit more. It seems like podcasters in general are older, which is a little strange. But, yeah, that's, it's good to see younger. history, yeah. I mean, it's blood, the yeah. long-haired, bearded tech geek, you know, was really what created this to some degree. I mean, Talk I guess, radio, though, too, is that. I mean, talk radio is usually older demographic. Because it's gotten a little cooler, podcasting has gotten kind of a yeah. little cooler over the last few years. Um, it's caught in the attention of a of a lot more you know younger people. If you look at the demographics of podcasting, it's pretty diverse now. It's getting close to being a, like a snapshot of the population, right? As far as breakdown of different races sure. and and um, male, female, age ranges, it's definitely. Um, 
uh, starting to reflect the greater population, which I think is yeah, a podcasting, sign. Yeah. Yeah. Podcasting. I don't like, there's a lot of women in podcasting. It seems to me, but yeah, maybe a diversity problem there might be like, there's not a whole lot of diversity in, uh, well, in my it's opinion, getting better. It's podcast. getting better. Uh, I agree with you, um, that it's not as, as diverse as I think we want it to be. Um, but I think there's been some efforts in trying to make it more welcoming for that. So, I think uh, we're on the right track, and we're starting to yeah, see sure. signs that it's uh, it's it's turning that direction more and more. So, also wanted to mention, uh, Spreaker has a WordPress short code audio player plugin. So, if you're a WordPress user um, and you're a Spreaker user, uh, we do have a WordPress plugin that you can utilize that can help you. Make it a little easier for you to get your your Spreaker audio player into your WordPress publishing process. So that's what this is all about: is trying to make it simple for you to get your audio player embedded in your posts in your WordPress blog. So um, trying to streamline this process, um, I, you can get that direct kind of embed link um, off of your Spreaker settings area. So when you publish a new episode, you just go in and get that embed player and just put it in there. But this plugin does have the ability to automate some of that stuff, so which is which could be helpful to you. So I, I wanted to bring it to your attention, um, and I have a link to it in the show notes. So if you wanted to come in and check it out um, and see if it might streamline your publishing process. So so anyway and. We had a couple of uh, listener comments from last week's show. I don't have any audio promos to play for you. I think the holidays, people just kind of took some time off on that stuff. But you're certainly welcome to send that to me. Slackers. Right. Slackers. Right. right. Those guys. <laughs> Man. Get, get those promos in here. We want them. So, Come on. Right. So, but but we did get a couple of comments from our last show, which has been quite a few weeks ago, Alex. We've been uh, We've been slacking yeah. ourselves, so... So, well, vacation. But vacation. now we're back, right? Now we're back. We're in the groove, and hopefully our uh, our our base of supporters will rally around us again and give us hugs and and listen to us again. So, but uh, we got man in beta posted a comment in here. It says, uh, "I don't know, Alex. Did you want to read that comment from man in beta? Yeah, I'll read it. Sure. It's up to you. Yeah. He yeah. says, uh, interesting." Uh, intro conversation about live slash radio. Yeah. Alex spoke about the audio quality. I agree it needs to be of a certain standard, but have you heard talk radio? Some <laughs> of that quality is poor. Even the BBC content is king. And I agree. I agree. I have heard some terrible even talk radio where the quality is not that great. Well, I think if you're if you're talking about AM radio, yeah, suck, suck, suck. But uh, <laughs> but but I think AM radio is kind of going going the way of the dodo bird, Alex. What do you think? Yeah, even like so KFI, which is the big the biggest talk radio station in the in South Cal Southern California, but I think in the country, I think they get like most listens in the mornings with Bill Handel in the morning show than anywhere else, and you know. I, <laughs> nobody listens to it on AM. I can assure you it's either through the iHeartRadio app, you know what I mean, yeah, or tune yeah. in or because if you listen on AM, it's just it's terrible. So even when they had um, only the AM uh, stream, they had a lot of listeners. 
but I wouldn't listen to it if I had to listen to it through an AM radio. Right. Yeah, so I, I, I just wouldn't. Yeah. So, I mean, do you, can you think of any AM stations you listen to, Rob? I can't think I of don't, any. I barely listen to any radio anymore anyway. So oh, okay. It's, yeah. it's, I've, I've gone all in on the digital stuff. So I, I'm not even in the car. Ask. Uh, occasionally, but I'll, I try and okay. listen to podcasts in the car as much as I can. Yeah. So it's just one, one of those things. I mean, I started out doing all this on AM radio. So, you know, I, I probably shouldn't bash it too much. That's how I got my start was on an AM radio station. But anyway, AM's still cool. I mean, it's still cool. Like, cause it's still, in my opinion, it's still real radio. Right. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's only good for talk. You're not going to hear any music on there for sure. <laughs> yeah, that would be painful. <laughs> and then uh, we got a comment from Debbie Daly, who is also another Spreaker podcaster too. And, and she writes, I strive to bring laughter and information. We live in a very negative world today. So her comments are in relation to somewhat the topic that we talked about here this week uh, around, um, you know, what she personality to her audience. Right. And, and her perspective that you know that's to to bring laughter and and valuable information in a very negative world uh you know you can see that there's a value equation there that yeah, she's sure. identified yeah. and she's got a fairly popular show herself so debbie thank you so much uh man in beta i i i wish i knew your 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 real name but uh thank you so much for the terrific comments and we definitely want to keep seeing those come through if you just want to post it into the comment thread of uh, this episode on SpreakerLiveShow.com, you're certainly welcome to do that. It's a great place to give us feedback if you don't want to send us an email. Um, so please do that. And Alex, thank you so much for joining me again on the Speaker Live Show for the first thank- episode of 2019. Thank you, Robberino, as always. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much, and thank you for listening to the Speaker Live Show. We'll be back again, uh, I think, next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern from SpeakerLiveShow.com. Um, and I uh, hope you have a terrific rest of your week. Go visit uh, Spreaker.com um, and um, go check out some of our archives, too. And if you're an Apple user, go go subscribe to us in your iPhone uh, if you're an Android user, uh, go do a search in Google and try and find us and subscribe to us in the Google Podcasts app. So I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And uh, we look forward to having you back with us next week on the Spreaker Live Show. 